0: And welcome to Achievement Hunting, 101. This is Level 215, the live show for September the sixth. Uh, hey, I'm vulgar Latin. Uh, with me is uh, two other people that I found. Can we keep them? Can we keep them? <laughs> uh, we got Big L, and we got every- <laughs> Hello. And we got everyone's favorite, Koosh Moose. Hello. All right. You can Keep know up. I was the favorite? Yeah, wow. yeah everyone. The pressure. Literally the pressure. everyone's favorite. We
1: voted. <laughs> wow. This is great. I had no idea that we were doing this today. Thank you. Yeah. Um, can't find the kush moose. He's around here somewhere. Yeah. No, oh, uh, eh, Chachkis. There we go.
0: Uh So, yeah, today's topic uh I'm we'll just dive right in, man. Uh, what is Ooh. the best and worst Xbox game cover, and why? L, why don't you kick us off here? Ooh. All right.
2: Well, when I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my answer first. When I think of great box art, one of the first Xbox 360 titles I ever saw, it is Dead Rising. Uh, you got that. Uh, Adam West guy, <laughs> no, <laughs> Frank West, he's holding the, uh, the TV. Looks like he's looks like he's holding a pro wrestling like a folding chair. He's gonna go buck wild, but uh, he's in the mall and all the zombies are there and just. I, don't, I like that one. Um, I'm gonna read some patron responses. The first one is GT3 Option Fan. Uh, For me, it's hard to nail down a worst slash best cover art, but I can say what makes good cover art versus bad. A good cover art is distinctive, giving you a feel for the style and tone of the game, but being completely recognizable and not generic. For instance, I think of the Gamedle game that we've done here. The best ones are ones you can probably guess in one to two squares. You can see a fraction of the image and know exactly what game it's associated with. For the worst game art, I'd say it would be ones that are super generic or don't reflect the tone and style of the actual game itself. Also, these would be ones that are noticeably less designed and feel templated in nature.
0: Well, you, wow, that you don't like the one with that uh, soldier where he's standing in the middle and he's holding a gun and there's like dust and, and it's like brown. You, you guys know the one I'm talking about, right?
1: Oh, yeah. It's my favorite brown. Um,
2: soldier of Fortune, Escape, Sniper Elite.
1: The Line of Duty. <laughs> Never played it. <laughs> Classic.
2: <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> um, you know, I was going to say off the bat that, you know, back in uh, Nate and my day, back in our day, when we went to the uh, video store, a lot of what we had to base the games on were the box art and maybe two or three pictures of the game on the back. Like when we, If you we were renting a game. Or buying a game before we had that crazy thing called interwebs. Um, now, the, my first response was, I don't know. I can't think of any. Like, on an Xbox 360, we we can probably come up with some. But on the one, eh. But uh, uh, another one that came to mind was for me was the Borderlands games. Because there's that Borderlands dude. He's, he's shooting
0: himself. <sighs> Yeah, and they keep that motif. He's doing this. And then and in Borderlands 2, he's doing the both. And then in 3, he's, he's got two three hands.
2: In 3, no, oh, I think in 3, he's just like holding up three fingers like on a shrine. I was going to ask what the hell that is. And you think I, after playing Borderlands 2 for 72 hours, uh, I would know who that dude is, but I, I don't remember what his name is.
0: It's just a psycho. He's he's the
2: psycho killer. He's just the guy. Oh, the guy that yells. the Crazy sounds. Okay, I know what it is. Ice Fire asks in chat, is this just a way to lead to L complaining about Borderlands some more? Mm, I would never. Yes. Yes. But no. And uh, a good answer. Option fan, I wish you would have named a game or two. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Chewy on Ice says, I have an aversion to all the many, many, many examples of white guys standing in the middle looking tough probably with a weapon often in shadow. That is, basically, he's done every Call of Duty and Battlefield game, but also loads of others, admittedly most shooters. I know they're just trying to appeal to their target audience, but they could be doing so much more to stand out. Oh, man. So you came up with... Nothing. So we're going to pretend that you came up with Gears of War? That was a good one. Mm. And I like the Halo Master Chief collection, with just the big Master Chief face. That's a good one
0: or the uh, back for blood it's good cook- that's a cool cover oh
2: there's
0: a cover yeah it's got a four it's got
2: blood it's got back wonder where they came wonder <laughs> where they came up with that <laughs> yeah I think someone's gonna say that game right 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 maybe someone said in chap and in so
0: I think uh left for dead was mentioned yeah. is a good one. Mm-hmm. The Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, uh, and then uh, my only fun fact about Left 4 Dead 2 is that they Ooh, changed the position of the hand in Left 4 Dead 2 for Europe, because otherwise it's a offensive thing for the UK. Uh, really? Yep. Because it, yeah. Like, like... So they flip the hand position, because like I think like this Is that is, akin to us flipping someone off? Yeah. i I don't know i'm not british i'm only a little brit (laughs) you're not (laughs) i see you
2: in euro boosting sometimes trying to cause trouble oh yeah always i i was asking earlier if the project winter boost is still
0: going on never ended
2: (laughs) okay yeah left for dead one and two very clever Uh, the last one I'm going to read is from Dino Bull. He says, I really dig the first Dead Space cover. The floating hand in the middle of space sells the atmosphere. And it's not just a generic cover of a guy just standing there like Chewie is talking
0: about. Uh, why, yes. Yeah, I, I really do think Dead Space. We should really give Visceral a hand for the cover art uh... that they decided to put out there. Oh, high, Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Thing. <laughs> way up high it's kind of interesting he mentioned that because Dead Space 2 and 3 have exactly the same thing that Chewie is talking about that he hates it's just a dude in the center just kind of hanging out so apparently just like uh, a one armed bandit there just doesn't sell on it
2: I'm trying to think of some of my worst well, in the meantime, we'll go to Mr. Nate. No, we're not going to go to Nate. We're going to go to Mr. Volker. He's the host.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'll just go with uh, X's here. Uh, I absolutely hate when JRPGs feature every playable party member on the cover. It takes away the surprise of figuring out who's going to be on your team. I would know. I don't don't, don't play those. Homie, don't do that.
2: Oh, yes, you do. You were singing Final Fantasy Victory theme just before.
0: Yeah, I know about the Civil War. That doesn't make me a Confederate, all right? Yeah, you know what game also (laughs) did put all the... We talked about that with As
2: Dusk Falls. They put uh, prominent people on the cover. You're like, oh, Uh, pay attention to these people. (laughs) They might be important. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this
0: guy. He might not. Probably won't die in the first scene. Oops. Got a Heizo here. Uh, I'm going to go old school and give the best art to the OG Doom, both for its simplicity and for being an honest representation of what the game's going to be. There really isn't anywhere to run. You're going to be sworn by demons frequently, and you need to just gun down everything in sight. It's the original generic dude with a gun cover art, but it really stands out among the rest. Worst cover art, I'd have to say Batman Arkham City, specifically the first printing of the Game of the Year edition. They took a cool piece from the original release and replaced it with an even cooler one. Unfortunately, they also smothered the front of the case with ratings and snippets from reviews, ruining the entire thing. (laughs) Luckily, when the Game of the Year was re-released on Xbox Platinum Hits and PlayStation Greatest Hits copy, they kept the new art, this time without all the garbage covering the front. But an honorable mention will go to the original Mega Man. I don't know whether it's an honorable mention for best or worst, so I'll let you decide. Make- I don't know, man. Uh, that OG Doom, I i always loved that one. I believe I was also, uh read a story that it was John Romero who did the pose because he couldn't get the art quite right. So he's just like, no, I want the guy doing like this. Uh, and they took that. So I read a story that he was the OG cover art. And I did not know about the Batman Arkham City until just today. That's pretty egregious. And all those old Mega Mans are great. All of them. Uh, and then Dynaman Man uh, concurs. Worst cover art has to be Batman Arkham City Game of the Year. So many things wrong with that one. Uh, my worst one... Uh, I, I can't believe that was the consensus pick. I... Didn't know it existed. Wow. Uh, The worst for me that I found scraping through uh, was a game called Peapaw's Farm. Uh, So it is just a poorly done 3D model of a dude standing on his porch with no art or no text. Nothing. And uh, all of the thought in that game or the the one in the cover art really shows with the final product. So there you have it with that. Uh, and then my, my favorite, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, street fighter four, specifically the first version of street fighter four, uh, with Ken and Ryu at opposing odds with the, uh, street fighter in the center. They, they has fight there. Uh, it's good stuff. It is, it is good, good stuff. um, I don't know. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, now you can see it. There's a lot of action, dynamic, uh the stuff. they made it worse, I think, in the other ones. And uh, Yeah. I I yeah. Been talking a while. Any any of your guys' thoughts on those? Um, the Doom one going back as well, I really
2: think that's iconic. Uh, not just the Doom guy, but the the logo itself, like you still see it parodied, and I see people wearing shirts with something in the Doom font. So it's pretty iconic, pretty great. Nate, did you show the uh, Mega Man box art?
1: I did not show the Mega Man box art. If you, okay.
2: when you get a chance, okay, you're, you're pointing at something. Whoa. When? I put something in the room, yeah, because there was something I wanted to uh, come back to. Um, Mega Man is known as basically having the worst box art of all time. It, it doesn't, but so it's it's great. So when so when they came out with Mega Man Nine and Ten for Xbox, they intentionally put uh,
0: bad box art. They yeah as throwback. Well. And if you play Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Uh, they use that version of Mega Man from the Mega Man One cover. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> specifically that Mega Man is used. Oh my god! You think that's not terrible? It's great. He's never that color. First of all, it looks like. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> if I wasn't a fan, would I have? Oh. Would I have one of these
1: guys? Oh, that's pretty <laughs> dope. And look at this gun. It's not even a like a ray gun. It's no, like a it's like a an bullet. actual yeah. gun. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. I love, I love that he has no neck. You love it. Mm-hmm. I, I, love that he's aiming not in front but off to the side, so you can see the profile of the gun. I love the palm trees for no reason. Whatever the heck is going on with this whole back background uh, thing. And it's both state of the art and has high resolution graphics.
2: Your accent keeps changing.
0: Graphics. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Koosh, why don't you why
1: don't you take the wheel? Alrighty, um, I've got an easy one. Uh, Free Ro says. Best cover ever, Knights of the Old Republic 2.
0: It is oh. It is really dope. Oh. It better be Yoda holding up
2: two fingers. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's pretty good.
2: <laughs> that is pretty cool. Very Star Warsy. y Huh, oh. and I approve of that. Knights of the Old Republic is a Star Wars just, game. Who would have thought? <laughs> there's, there's a Roman numeral 2. I think even Nate knows that one.
1: Uh, n- n- well, it's you know <laughs> Star Wars Knights, aye aye. So, <laughs> aye aye, aye aye <laughs> aye, aye, aye Captain, <laughs> ahoy, a vast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't. <sighs> Xbox covers are very different. You know, my memory. Um, the older I get, uh, the shorter my memory goes back. Uh, and recently, you know, we're not buying too many physical things, so all we're really seeing is like the little. Blurb or whatever we see, uh, really, in the Xbox Store um, or on TA, just a little postage stamp. So I kind of have not really paid attention to like official cover art in a while. Um, and I was just trying to to go through and and get some things to show up. I, I can't think of anything like, but yeah, like you were saying, El, back in the day, you'd go to a you know a video store uh, mm-hmm, and you'd, mm-hmm. you'd rent your games and you'd make all your decisions on both uh, movies and games based on the cover. And of course, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course the video games. Yeah. The cover did not match uh, the drapes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And the the video store. (laughs) You'd have to go behind the curtain. (laughs) Yeah. That was that room you had to go through with the curtain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do remember that. Uh, So, yeah. So (laughs) the cover didn't always match the actual gameplay. In fact, they rarely did on the old Nintendo games uh and then things got better and you know there is an art to to the cover box covers i I spend so much time in like electronics boutique or whatever eg eb games um at the mall just looking at the cover of the thing like i remember um uh what was the one with the not ruiner but it was like ruiner before ruiner um come on somebody knows this one um, it was kind of like Wasteland, but you were, uh, kind of this red armored dude, almost like a, an, you know, the, uh, the Empire's, uh, guard, his honor guard, the Red Guards. Gosh, I can't remember what that was called. But that game just looked so cool to me, just from the, the box cover. i it Crusade, not Crusader, but something like Crusader. Um, maybe Crusader. And, uh, that looked awesome to me. But when it comes to Xbox, I can't really think of anything. I wanna say like Dead to Rights because it has a dog. Um, and a and a random dude with a gun, um you know the that's, dog that's sells it, yeah, the dog sells it, i mean i I, I would love I would love to see that. and uh, then I went back and looked at it, and it looks horrible, so uh definitely not that one and um just because I always say this is my favorite, uh I'm gonna go with Red Dead revolver because uh, you you've got uh a cowboy nice. with yeah with a, nice a screaming cool gun, <laughs> he's screaming, he's got scars, yeah, um. That this them? game is please, due for a remake. Uh and they, they could do the cover too. Um but I mean <laughs> that, that you know that, that tells you exactly what's in the game. Uh just like that. Red Dead Revolver. That's my that's mine. And uh, I reserve the right to change that at any moment. Just pick Guacamele. Doesn't have a cover, does it? Was there a physical release? Oh, I
0: I just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I didn't pick you think Peepaw's farm was ever committed to any sort of physical media? Uh, okay. <laughs> Peepaw, Peepaw.
2: Uh, in chat, Bio Five Seventy One says the Jack Frost VHS cover used to scare the crap out of me, but I
0: couldn't look away. Mine was the Ice Cream Man the, with Clint Howard. Was
2: that the one back in the day we had this technology where like you you had a picture and then you like
0: oh. Yeah, the it, it, like, uh, what is it? The holographic animated. or whatever. I've yeah, 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 yeah. I had baseball cards that did Jack that. I first had that,
2: so you could like because it went from a snowman to like an evil snowman.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh wow! Bye, I found bye, it. Bye. I found it, guys. Okay. Uh, Crusader, no remorse. Oh. Anybody? Anybody remember that? I think we're about to show it. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the coolest cover in the in the game store at the time. You flipped oh, it over. It was kind of like Wasteland. I don't know it. Uh, yeah, never yeah, okay.
0: never Anybody? seen it.
1: Classic. Come on, olds. No no olds uh going through uh EB Games. Nobody. Well, check it out. It's it's cool, believe me. It's not Star Wars. It looks like Star Wars um ish.
2: Uh the old people in the room like
0: fog says he remembers it. Yeah, I mean, it's no Phalanx, which is probably the best video game cover oh. of all time. All right, you're going to have to bring up You're going to have to bring up Phalanx. I already did. <laughs> just now. We're Phalanx. talking about it. Not you. It's Uh, you know, for those of you who haven't seen SNS. Phalanx, uh just take a guess, try to try to imagine what you think this game is. You're wrong. It's a shmup. It's a shmup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a not terrible one. It's, but it is just a shmup, and it's a dude playing a banjo. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, that's the one. I didn't think it was it. Yeah. But that's the that one. is it. That's
0: <laughs> it. Yeah, that's that's f- that is a shoot 'em up.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> uh. Yeah. There is a lot of. A lot of games <laughs> had real terrible <laughs> cover art, and like you rent them just based off of that. I've had a ton of experience with that. so I played Final Fight. Final Fight has a very interesting cover of what looks like Freddie Mercury staring down a thug on the Super Nintendo. Anybody else in the chat
2: think of something?
0: I feel like there's some good. There's good ones there's we're stuff not we're probably missing um yeah i was always partial to how oh, was that game uh breakout i think with the the red <laughs> hand no it's uh, i think it's called like breakout it's an xbox it's an og xbox one uh grand theft auto had some good covers those are very distinct uh with how they do the boxes yes grand theft photos um i have a few of those over here that's another font that you see
2: everywhere We'll get tattoos with the gta font
0: it's good font fonts you know they don't get enough font. they don't get enough uh recognition man Nobody talks about times old roman ah oh, i need a good serif love a good <laughs> oh, serif a <yeah>. oh, wingdings <laughs> sans serif
1: did i pronounce it yeah. yeah just when i'm feeling fancy i want a good serif you know yeah
2: you know, you get Mental Knight says best Xbox cover art is
0: all the Lego covers and worst Xbox cover art is all the new Lego covers. He's right. The new ones, <laughs> they changed it so that it's just the flat base color with some characters in front of it, which makes them all uniform and much harder to pick out. Before, they were a really? dynamic group shot um, where you would you know see some of the characters that are in it, uh, and now it's, it's not, so... The a good one is like Lego Marvel Superheroes two. That's the one I've been doing, uh, where it has mm-hmm. multiple Spider Men, and you see all the different characters that you can uh, presumably play as. And now it's just a blue background with the Hulk in front of it, and it's kind of lame. Yeah, it's just not a same with like art in general. I was thinking about this because like cover art and achievement art. Achievement art used to be much more thought out and much more cool than it is now, and, and now it just feels like much more of an afterthought. Well, if you looked at your achievements on the 360, you would see the art, and now on the one, you don't? There, It's so there. It's just lazy. You can click in.
2: You can, Yeah, you're right. It's like in the background, right? You,
0: you can, and you can also set it as your background, which I've done sometimes if it's cool enough, but most of the games don't have anything cool in them. So Yeah, they they used to be, you're right, more thought out. I and mean, some were pretty ugly, but now, like, can you name any achievement art that you've gotten recently or what it would even look like?
2: I can't. Nope. I remember Elroy getting upset that all the uh Hauge games had the exact same achievement art for every achievement, the, the doggy.
0: Most games but. do. Like even the good ones, it's that's just yeah, face. it's just like the same background, and then they might change the little icon with something that's just really generic. Yeah, uh, I noticed it with Plague Tale. Plague Tale had unique ones, and uh, I did Resident Evil Three, that also had unique ones that were interesting ones. But yeah, because on the phone now, it shows up. Uh,
2: when if you get to uh, have achievements pop up on your phone, you do see a little screenshot of the achievement art, but it's. But
0: yeah, uh, I think if there's no objections, uh, I'm going to put in a motion to move on to the game showcase. Do I have a second? Mm-hmm. Oh have so much <laughs> we, I'm implementing the Robert's rules of <laughs> order. I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> well,
2: your partner in crime has entered the chat and you might have to, we might have to discuss the session that we the had. Oh,
0: dream team. Yeah, we, um, so yeah, we, uh, in case you missed it on Friday, we had a lot of fun playing, uh, among us and Umple and I, uh, were the unstoppable until we were very much stopped by, by him. <laughs> the mega power is imploding. Dream Team. Uh, that was... We had 10 people
2: playing Among Us. You guys and, went for a uh, while, too. Like, four, four hours. hours.
1: Four hours. Yep.
2: It, and Among Us was one of those games that I see and I say, that looks stupid. And then I finally, like, it clicked and I got it. And it was so much fun.
0: I had a blast. Uh, it was It was great. Yeah. We were bandana boys. Uh, I think the whole stream is up now. You can watch it, and then the banana boys, of course, uh, and we would just run around and you know be grouped up and yeah accuse people of various uh, crimes and throw people into lava. It was sick.
2: Fufu and his wife throwing each other under the bus was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, that like a house of cards. If you ever need to interrogate them for a crime, they will just completely cave. <laughs> that's what i found so yeah but that
2: was not whose wife was great you know me i'm a good person and she's (laughs) yeah she's the imposter (laughs) the whole time i would never lie Uh, but that was a nice one to play for fun and then still wind up i think i wound up with half the achievements uh, it's, so I know that game is definitely easily boosted because uh, you know we were playing in a private match and everything counted. But you probably don't have to if you're just playing regularly.
0: Uh, I think the kills one. There's one for getting 500 kills, and that will take you a hot second, uh, unless because you have to f- first well, be the imposter. Yeah. Unless
1: you have a Cronus. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? There's uh, there's ways. Oh no. I have just haven't done there's it because I haven't felt uh-huh. like it. Cause we have the ways of making you die. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I would check that out. I think we might be doing more Among Us and if, if people are interested in doing <laughs> such things. It was, uh, it was a good time. Merriment's up to 15 people? Yeah, it goes up to
2: 15 people. That sounds like mayhem. Um... I assume you have 3 imposters at that point. Yeah, you
0: probably would. And there's a different map. The the one we didn't play, the airship, cuz generally the airship is far too huge to use with normal like groups. You'll never the imposter will never find anybody and the you know, it'll go that way. Um But yeah, that's that would be what I would recommend. And yeah, I thought, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. But that was not what I picked as my game showcase. I want to talk to you guys about space. Namely, the International Space Station. Uh, It's a a free game made by our friends at the United States government. Space Science Investigation. What? (laughs) Made faux-free. or Released faux-free for the United States. uh, NASA. NASA. The second NASA game. They did a card and board game called "From the Earth to the Moon," I believe. Uh,
1: I'm gonna say yes.
0: Seconded. Yeah, seconded. Forward. Motion carries. Oh no! Oh dear. We're gonna have a new thing. And <laughs> the uh, basically in the in this game, it's a lot like the Assassin's Creed Discovery mode. Uh, I'm being corrected. It's to the moon and beyond. It,
1: no, 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 no,
0: no, no. We already seconded. <laughs> we seconded, we, we seconded, we, seconded <laughs> high The zone. motion carried. The motion <laughs> carried. We voted. <laughs> so, yeah, you you float around a replica of the International Space Station and you just learn about the pitfalls and challenges associated with microgravity and it is really nerdy and i was there for it i had a blast just floating around learning about space and like this is it's the kind of thing that i wish i had when i was 12 because i would have been incredibly hyped to just like float around and learn about stuff like this same as like like i said the biggest comparison i could think of is the assassins creed discovery mode where you just kind of walk around and learn about stuff it's like this is how this is made and yeah You float around and it's like, this is about bone density. Your bones don't regenerate as easily, so we have to figure out ways around it. Oh, it'll mess up your eyes because it messes with the fluid, so you might have to wear glasses and you could become permanently farsighted. I didn't know Did you know
1: you can't eat bread? Bread disintegrates. Huh. In space. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: Crazy. crazy. It's all this stuff that you don't even think about and would never think about because why would you and it's a short what it's a short (laughs) little game it's a one to two hour thing i didn't use a guide up until right at the end there's like a whole guided uh thing that it wants you to do where it's like okay go to this room and like do this you get to use the boom arm and like maneuver the arm and try to capture the catch a module and attach it and i failed so much it was just like just here we'll we'll put it here we're gonna do this for you A kid can't follow directions. Uh, But Bastion.
1: (laughs) Sure. So last Starfighter. This is not they will not be (laughs) contacting This is what you're saying. Okay.
0: This is nothing like the last Starfighter. Okay. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, it's free. It's easy. Uh, There's a couple of collectible things. There are guides already up on T.A non-video guides uh which has been uh kind of a boon because i've been doing a whole bunch of easy gamer score games and there's only so many video guides i can watch before i get absolutely frustrated and never want to do this hobby again that number is six
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so the achievements are not bad not, no no uh, the very very simple Any missable? no because you're after you complete the main quest it's just like okay well I guess you can explore the ISS you're gonna be here a while uh, there was you have to start the game up twice because it's like oh you're a return visitor here's an achievement uh, you have to find the toilet I found the toilet there's six blue books that have activities uh-huh. so don't you, use quick resume you, you have to use that <laughs> Uh, you have to find those. There's one specific, like I, I hesitate to call them collectibles, but there's like a soccer ball and a dinosaur, a toy dinosaur. They're in a specific cabinet. You have to have those in your inventory. Not that hard. Um, but I did have to find where that it, where exactly that was hiding in the ISS.
1: So yeah, I. Hey in space no one can hear you sneeze
0: yeah the the titles are are fun great tagline <laughs> yeah because yeah, you learn all about like digestion and metabolism in space there's little fun videos it's 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 real nerd stuff and it was really you know it was a highlight of my saturday but it's free and i figure you know this is this is the kind of wacky stuff that I'm. I'm glad the government's up to. I love it. You should try it, Al. I think you. I think you'd love space. It will. Yeah, it, and it links to like info. There's links. There's hyperlinks to like all kinds of different like white papers and stuff, and like applying to NASA as though I'm going to get a job at NASA. So, yeah. So they're trying to indoctrinate. <laughs> to- oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. This is
1: better. <laughs> That's so, which is a better space game? This or Space Chimps?
0: Uh, I this. This doesn't have oh. I I think that Kerbal Space Program might be the best space game. But this is pretty close. Yeah, we got NASA. This is really unlocking the full power of your $500 console. And floating around space and, uh, you know, learning that, you know, you get pretty crazy barfy up there in space. But you get over it and you learn all about it. It's fun. Yeah. It's free. Space Science Investigation is the name of the game. Would it be worth it if the price was not free? If this was anything more than $5, I don't think I could recommend it. But at the low, low price of free, I had free 99. <laughs> a 99 and it lasted exactly enough of a time about an hour that I did not feel like it was a bad call. So for free and with it being so short, I had a fun time learning about space and the ISS but i'm also more inclined like i spent way more time wandering around ancient egypt in the discovery mode learning about like how they brewed beer and the the weaving process of ancient egypt so that might be more my thing than other people's thing that's cool yeah kush was your was your game educational
1: educational I wouldn't say that. Um I played a game surprisingly from Game Pass. What? Uh, called Tinykin. <laughs> I know. I figured I'd change it up. Uh and this this <laughs> game is called Tinykin. Uh just came out the Game Pass this week. <laughs> and um if you've ever played a game called Pikmin or um what was that one that was on Game Pass not too long ago. I'm gonna say where the wild things are. The wild it's not that. Wild at heart, that's why I want to say where the wild things are. Um, it's a little bit like that, but if you ever found yourself playing wild at heart and saying, "I want to move the camera, uh well, you can. uh, Tinykin has this really cool, flat art style, so it's like this two d uh sprites so that you you can never see around them. When you try to rotate, they rotate with you. um very old, schooly, but well done um the The graphics look great. Uh, there's some humor i'm a little bored by reading all the conversations between people um and you don't have to um like as you're going through this uh this this game let let's just start out what is the game okay uh you are a human and uh on another planet and you want to go and figure out where humanity came from. You discover that there are these uh, radio signals in space uh you know synergy uh, in space. And you so you're going to go travel there and find out the origin of the human race. Well, it turns out you are a tiny human, a tiny kin. And uh, you land on planet earth and you find that where you've landed, you are this minuscule thing. And you're just running around uh, these environments that are in this person's house. Uh, At least that's as far as I've gotten in my first two and a half to three hours. Um, There might be some twist. I don't know, Uh, but that's kind of what you're doing right now. Um, you are going around, and you're trying to help this uh, this weird kind of rat-like creature um, who I hope isn't living in my house. Uh, you're trying to help him assemble this uh, device, and uh, so you just go around collecting um, uh, hmm, pollen. Yes, you're collecting pollen. Uh, so there's a lot of pollen you have to get, and as you collect enough pollen, there's someone will convert that into air bubbles or soap bubbles, and so you can kind of float through the level. So your main means of navigation is just kind of running up things. Sometimes you'll climb up ropes, uh, and when you get up to high points, a lot of time there's a rope that you can kind of explode and have it drop down, and now you have a shortcut to get back up, which is good, because these levels, unlike um, uh, the Wild, where the Wild things wild are, at heart. which is not where a lot Wild things <laughs> Thank you, Wild at Heart. Uh, unlike Wild at Heart, um, this game has a lot of verticality. So you are constantly moving up and up and up and you're, you're basically opening up shortcuts to help you keep going back to those places. Uh, You are going to have to collect all of the pollen in every level that you play. And right now that is kind of not great. I'm having a hard time finding like the last 10 or last eight in every level. I wish there was a mechanic to help you find them. And I don't think there is based on the solutions and the comments that I'm reading. Um, so you might end up having to watch like um a full playthrough guide and just be like, "Ah, never saw that corner." That sort of thing. So you might have to do that kind of cleanup. Um the I haven't even talked about like the Pikmin aspect of this game. You have these little um tinykins that you pick up and you basically have to run over them, hatch their eggs, and then they are your friends. Um unlike uh Pikmin and Wild Heart, <laughs> you don't use them up as a resource they stay with you for that entire level if you go to another level and you come back you have exactly the number of tinykins that you uh found uh, which is nice so you don't have to keep rebuilding your stock of tinykins with the exception of the red ones which blow up but they give you so many it's not gonna be a problem um so we've talked about the red ones they blow up and they will uh, knock down like little pieces of string that allow you to climb back up sometimes they'll destroy other things that knock uh other platforms down or move things out of the way and then you have your purple guys who are workers they will you know if there's a big item that you need to move from one part of the level to the next part of the level or you need to push a book out of the way or something like that you'll be throwing the purple guys um nice thing about this is that when you throw a purple guy he immediately comes back you never have to worry about the pathing uh, for these tinykins, you just kind of do what you do, and if you need them to be where you are, you just push the Y button, and then just whoop, they zoop right to you, which is very nice. You'll also get a green tinykin, and the green tinykins are like sea monkeys, uh, <laughs> and or like monkeys in a barrel, and they'll basically just start forming these towers and lifting you to the top of the tower. So you start off with, like, four of them. That's not very good. But by the time you get, like, 27 to 30 of these things, you're... Modality or your mobility, excuse me, on that level completely changes. Instead of trying to find the way up, you just say, "I'm just going to build a tower." You build a tower, you jump, you float over to the thing. It's really cool. Um, this game looks great. It plays well. Um, I'm a little upset about having to find all these pieces of pollen. I think that's going to be kind of troublesome, but it's really fun. And uh, I think this game, from from what I've read, um, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's about 15 to 20 hours at the most. Um, and I think it's great. I, I'm really having fun with Tinykin. Um, yeah. I think you guys should check it out.
3: Hmm.
0: I'm intrigued. I did not know. I like, All I knew about this when it came out was that it was just a puzzle game. So, yeah, I had no idea. This looks sick. I
1: should mention, yeah, I should mention I haven't found any combat. So, unlike uh, Wild at Heart or uh or pikmin you're not fighting beasts at any point you're basically just navigating and searching these large environments which are houses or based on a house and you see um you know things that you would find in a house items in a house repurposed for something else for either for uh, geometry that you're climbing or to build an altar or the, the second level you are trying to play some music so you have to find a cd get the cd all the way up to this music player and you know, get the the button that'll push play, and you have to find that and get your guys to carry it back to the thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's it's just really cool how they've taken a house, kind of like uh, Honeyware, you know, I Shrunk the Kids style, and they turned it into, you know, they jumbled it all up with Pikmin, and here you go. Hmm.
0: So you said how how many levels did you get through then in the in that two ish hours? <sighs>
1: I have done uh, the intro level where it started off. uh, If you're watching along with the video, just where you start is the very intro level. It's very short. Uh, I have then done one, two, I'm going to say three levels. I just completed the third level. In none of those levels have I found all the pollen. Uh, And I've kind of looked. So (laughs) I'm going to have some cleanup to do. Uh, Maybe if you're better at uh, staying single track focused and kind of saying, I'm not going to move on to another part of this room until I have, you know, finish this column of the room or this strip of the room. Um, it's but it's yeah. not the kind of thing where you <laughs> have to go
0: back. You, you're for sure
1: there. It doesn't seem to be that way. Um, sometimes you'll have to get up to a higher point in order to open up a pathway to get to something, or you can kind of cheese the game a little bit. And it, it sort of feels like you're cheating um, that you're dropping down. You're not following the critical path that they set before you, but you're just like, eh, I'm going to do it. Because uh, one of the nice things about this game is you can fall from a from a height, and it'll kill you, but if you pop your bubble before you hit the ground, you're fine. I mean, you could, you could fall the entire thing, hit your bubble, like, you know, an inch off the ground, and you land just fine. Um, but you could also use that to get to something below you that you can't find a path to. You can kind of just jump off, float, turn around, and float down into that level. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it it's a good time and uh, I, I just don't know that it's going to be possible to get all of those without a guide uh, or a video. Good luck. If you can do it, uh, that's awesome. I had not had any luck with that. Hmm. Finding all this pollen. But yeah, that's Tinykin. And Fug it's on
2: Game Pass. My no- Fug says my nose already collects pollen. I do not need more.
0: <laughs> it does look fun. Yeah. All right, motion to talk about Big L's game? Denied. All right. Override. All right. All right. Moving not. right along, then. Uh, we're going to go to the sales. Now we- Oh, wait. i <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: sure. You can talk about my game, I guess. It's uh great. Does it, um, my game... Does it have anything
0: to do with space?
2: No, but uh, you'll tell within the first five seconds of this video uh, um, what (laughs) this game was based off of. It is called Freeze Me. Um, And before I get into the game, I'm going to tell you a quick story of how I acquired this game, because I think it'll amuse you, Devin. Um, Back before Achievement Hunting 101, the the Z podcast, uh, had something called the question of the week, and you sent in your answer, and for a while they were giving away uh, games to the question of the week answer that they liked the best. And the question that week was about spoilers, and I'm sure I sent in uh, you know some answer about how I don't like spoilers and this and that. And uh, they liked my answer the best, and I won this game. You know how I found out that I won this game? The day before the podcast dropped, I got a PM with the code. (laughs) So they spoiled the fact that I won this game. I didn't get to find out that I won this game on the podcast. They PM'd me the code the day before. I was like, guys, let me listen to the podcast and find out if I won. Uh, So I'll never forget how I acquired this game. Great story, right? I know. Uh, This, of course, if you have eyes, is, uh, you know, Nineteen ninety six, Super Mario sixty-four. The controls are exactly the same. The gra the graphics, graphics. The graphics are the same. We're about to watch uh you know a race, which is just like the, the Koopa race in Mario sixty four. Um so the, the main difference of this game is a mechanic that you have a camera. And you can freeze things. You can freeze platforms for a few seconds, and you can freeze enemies. And that's why it's called Freeze Me. And uh, uh, instead of getting stars, you get cubes. Instead of getting coins, you get pig coins. Hmm. And it's, it's structured just like Mario 64. You go into the level, and there's certain different objectives throughout the level. There's the main objectives to get the cubes there's the shorter objectives where you get green coins and you trade in 10 coins for a cube. So uh, achievement wise it's got a very deceiving list because on the surface it looks very easy. There are 16 achievements and you can get 14 of them pretty quickly. Once you open uh, once you get four cubes, you open up the second world, and you can get all the achievements in the first world or the second world. The second world uh, opens up this little sliding area to get the uh, achievement for sliding on the floor for a minute. Um, there's achievements for 100 freezes and 500 freezes. There's this little salamander that you find throughout the level that you could just keep freezing over and over and grind that for 500 freezes. Because ordinarily, if you freeze a platform, you got to sit there for a few seconds wait for it to unfreeze. Uh, other than that, there's just one tricky achievement called uh called Fly Me to the Moon where you have to fly for more than 1 minute. Okay, sounds easy, but apparently you don't unlock the flying ability until you beat the entire game. So you have to go through and get 24 golden cubes throughout uh, all the levels to unlock the last area to fight the boss. I have not done so yet. And uh Fug said in the chat, "L, you need to play better games. While I agree, I found myself playing this for a couple hours and I wasn't hating my time with it. Maybe it was the nostalgia. This game is so nostalgic that the uh, camera and the controls are terrible. (laughs) So it brings you right back to the Nintendo 64. I mean, it is colorful.
0: So... When you fight, so you have to. Do you have any questions about this? Great so you thing? have to <laughs> fight the final boss, who I presume is what, like Cowser? and you. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will let you know when I get there. I, you, that would be you got to pretty on. Point. You got to spin him around and hit. You do cow bikes
2: and you uh, shake him around. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Oh, Icefire says it's a terrible game. You you did this one, Icefire, Right, I saw that. Yeah, I, I will complete it. Darn you. I played too much of this game to not complete it.
0: Is there any reason your character looks like Dora the Explorer? I mean, you are a female protagonist. It's the haircut, mostly. I and don't the backpack. I do think you have a name.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Not much more to say about it. It's Mario 64, but you get achievements for it, basically. So if you have any nostalgia for it, I mean, it's Better than Banjo Kazooie, at least obviously. Just look at it. Wow. That. <laughs> okay, at least it's worth a thousand instead of two hundred. Give it that. Wow. Uh, yeah, Banjo uh, was way had way more personality, but same exact problems of the camera and the falling in and then the underwater. I haven't come across any underwater levels in this game yet, but there is water sections.
0: Oh, I'm sure you'll you'll find a painting that'll take you to all kinds of wild and wacky lands. An ice one and lava.
2: Super Bob says his all-time favorite N64 game is Banjo Kazooie, and of
0: course, I'm going to ask, have you ever played any other N64 games? Yeah, how many? Uh, what's the sample size there? Was the other one Earthworm Jim uh, sixty-four? Buck Bumble.
2: Uh, you have to play the other sixty-three Mario games. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm partial to uh, Mario Party games, but you know that's a different story for another day. One game is the sample size. I did play Banjo Kazooie when it came to replay, and I've—I don't know—I didn't age Completed well it this year. It's, uh... and I know there's some glitch
0: that. If
2: you do something before doing something, you have to start over.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna tell me there's some glitch to beat the game easier, and I was like, oh no. No. Yeah, it's uh No, we wouldn't we wouldn't talk about we don't we don't uh
2: Talk about Bruno? Talk about those type of things on this show. Okay. <laughs> well, if you if you want a Mario sixty four game that isn't made by rare, I guess you could do worse than this.
0: Freeze me. I liked it. Freeze me, yes. With no space, so it's like frisma. Freeze freeze me. Yes. And the me is capitalized. Nuts and bolts. Mm.
2: Uh, uh, So I have two achievements left. The one for flying and there's another one for getting all the other achievements. So I'll report back if uh, that pops as advertised because you never know. If it's inevitably broken. Yeah. If it's frozen.
0: Well, if it's frozen, you'll just
2: let it go. (laughs) <laughs> Frozen fret. Ah. Alright, that's
0: it. Alright. Just
2: snowman Gway.
0: <laughs> I, well, you know what is cooler than being cool, ice cold, as well as the sales, which are red hot. I I don't know. I was trying to think of a transition there. Uh Koosh, what, what what were your picks for the sales this week?
1: Oh, I've got picks. Uh this week was kind of crazy. Tabs. There were there were a lot of sales or a lot of things on sale that I hadn't seen before. Um and so I'm I'm having a hard time. I'm I've got a lot of tabs open. I know Wakapale uh, posted in the um in the Discord his list of purchases and it, it took up like three screens. Um, <laughs> so he's he's got the same problem that I've got. I um, bought a few. And, and there's a lot of yeah. a lot of really cheap um or you know uh, not so expensive games, I should say. Um, so I am gonna recommend uh, Jet Cave Adventure, it's 5 dollars down from $15. It's a platformer. This thing looks really cool, it's, it's your traditional left right platformer. Um, and it's just got a cool art style, and I'm hoping that, that it plays well. Uh, then there is a game that I had never heard of before. This is the first time I've seen it. It's called Ravenous Devils, it is $3.99 down from five, so a huge savings of $1.01. Uh, this is a management game. Yeah. So the fact I'm that I'm recommending a <laughs> management game should tell you that there's something about this thing that you want to check out. It's six to eight hours. It has 4.16 stars on the on the site. I would almost say that this is the Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, the unofficial game. If you watch it, it is exactly that. Uh, you, <laughs> you are managing your time between being the uh the guy in the clothing shop who is killing people and providing meat uh to the woman who runs a bakery who's then chopping up and cooking uh this and present you know selling this so so that is your gameplay loop you are killing people you are converting them into food and then you're selling them in the bakery uh so maybe don't play this with your kids uh, if they're super young um but it's way crazy uh so oh sorry I guess. I did the thing I don't like, which is I gave you a spoiler for uh, Sweeney Todd. Uh, yeah, turns out uh, he's not going to give you a really close shave. Uh, it's going to be too close. I
0: thought the Demon Palmer of
1: Fleet Street would be far uh, kinder. Yeah, mm, turns out not so much. Uh, next up, Sea Salt, which is $3.74 <laughs> down from 15 This is a strategy game, but really it's kind of action-y. Uh, it's eight to ten hours. This was on Game Pass. I didn't complete it, and the price is right, so I think I will be picking this it goes up. Goes
0: great with vinegar. Next up,
1: <laughs> next up, we have a game that I had also never heard of. Uh, I'm going to show you a little video of it. It is called Speed Limit. Um, this game is two dollars and fifty cents down from ten. It is a shoot 'em up. It says about five to six hours. Uh, it's got a three point three three score on True Achievements. Uh, I really like the art style. Um, it's got three different like game types inside of this game, as far as I can tell. There's this uh, left to right kind of shooty shooty, kind of actually reminds me of um, something that Devin might be talking about in a little bit, and we'll kind of move this video along. Like um, Kung Fu somehow. Yeah. So it's got it's got this really cool kind of art style with the shooty, and then it moves on to uh, basically spy hunter. Um, so you're playing old school <laughs> spy hunter. Uh, and it eventually oh, switch to eventually switches to something like oh wait, there's even wow. more uh, spy hunter, which is the vertical. Uh and then it goes on to like a space harrier, like flying section, which I actually don't see in this video. Oh, I haven't seen this. So to me, it's just this really cool game. I I had not seen this. I kind of want to pay uh, a little more attention to it. I'm definitely gonna pick this one up. Uh but that's speed limit. Um and then moving on. We have uh, Super Meat Boy Forever. We're halfway through, guys. We're almost done. Uh, $4 <laughs> down from $20. This is a platformer. It's an auto-runner like Rayman Fiesta run. Uh, I think this might be the cheapest it's been, but uh, that's a great price. And finally, uh, the Pillar Puzzle Escape is $2.99 down from $10. This is a puzzle game. It's one to two hours. Um, and I believe I heard a, an interview with a developer, uh, and this game is uh, it's an ode... It's a parody of and an ode to a love letter to the witness. Um, I know. A, a lo- I know a lot of people have played it because it's so short, um, and I'm really looking forward. It's to pretty this, good, especially with the yeah with the puzzle and the escape room games that I played. You know, a couple weeks ago, I'm really looking forward to kind of carry that motif through. But that's that's what I've got. Nice. What you got, L?
2: I found a couple things. Um, if you were patient and waited for. Uh, crime Opera, The Butterfly Effect. It is four dollars down from ten. That game hands you a thousand gamer score in ten minutes or less. Probably less. It's like five. Just press and right, right bumper. Press, you have to press A once, yeah, and then right bumper once, yeah. If you paid ten dollars for this, I apologize. Uh, four is probably not even worth it, but it's better than ten. Um. There's a random Jackbox game on sale, the Jackbox Party Pack 7, which is $12 down from 30 Any one of the Jackbox games, let's be real, is a good time. Uh, I had family over for Labor Day, and after the barbecue was finished, we all came back and played Jackbox, as we do every single time. It's great because old people can play, young people can play, and most games are up to eight players. And if you have more than eight people, they can join the audience and vote, and do whatever. Anybody with a cell phone can play. A laptop. That's why these are so popular and so great. And there's always laughs and always a good time. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack 7 is 11.99. dollars um, 99 There's uh, Demon's Tier Plus is $2.99. I actually just played this the other day. It's uh, got local co-op, and it's a roguelite dungeon crawler with RPG elements that I didn't know about. So it's pretty cool. So you there's towns and and villagers, and I thought it was just a little, simple little roguelite, but no, there's more to it than that. So that's two ninety nine down from 10 And then Its Friend, of course, is my favorite game, uh, Riddle Corpses EX, which is 149 If you don't have this game, I recommend it all the time. It's a lot of fun. Uh, also, if you have a co-op partner, uh, that's great. If not, it's still uh, easily done. I got the completion, so it can't be that bad. TM.
0: That's it for me this week. You got anything? Oh different? yeah, of course I do. Uh, oh. this this week uh, I picked uh, a game that I absolutely adore: uh, Door Kickers Action Squad. Seventy percent off. It is four forty nine or your regional equivalent. This is a tactical uh, shooter. Uh, well, I, it's a tactical platforming shooter. It's a lot of lot of fun uh you kick down doors you rescue hostages you kill dudes you can play it in co-op uh you basically just have to clear an area for bat full of bad guys and rescue people you get skills and abilities you can rescue you know i i absolutely adore it uh i have a great time every single time i play it uh and you can play it kind of tactical you can play more run and gun but it, it's great, and it definitely, yeah, now that I see the video back, it definitely reminds me of the thing Goosh recommended as Door Kicker's Action Squad. Uh, and secondly, I picked Rift Tracks the Game. A year ago, uh, the Wide Right nice. Interactive uh, made a game called What the Dub, uh, where you put different l- lines of dialogue under random movie clips, and apparently they got the license for Rift Tracks, which is the successor to Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, ask your resident old person about that if you've never heard of it or view the internet for more details. Uh, but it's a party game where you do largely the same thing. And they had me from the title. I love uh, Rift Tracks and what they do, so I uh, had to pick that up. Rift Tracks, the game, is 60% off, so it's three ninety nine. Uh, so that one's a lot of fun. Also, just, uh, yeah, what I co-sign on what the dub I was great as well as I, I'm sure this is going to be great too. As if it's more what the dub, so yeah, so that was, that was the sales. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff though too, but if you're more interested in free, uh, this particular, point in time if you're listening to it uh, in the live show or around the time that we put it on our various platforms uh, you can get God's Will Fall uh, for now until the 30th you can also pick up an OG Xbox game Thrillville uh, until the 15th Uh, and then on the 16th it'll roll over and you get Double Kick Heroes and the final, final Xbox 360 game Portal 2 if you haven't played that I highly recommend it Uh, give that a go uh, anyone want to jump in on the Game Pass news?
1: I'll do the coming slash available today. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley for cloud console and PC. I got to say, it's from Gameloft, and it seems like it's from Gameloft. It, it plays like wow. a Gameloft phone game. Yeah, it's disappointing. Uh, I, I remember the trailer video made it look really good and very... No bueno? Not a Gameloft Game Loft game. Uh, for my first half hour, um, it's you know, it's energy based, so it, it costs you energy to do anything in the town, and then you have to wait or go into your house or buy a tonic or something like that. So it's kind of depressing. Uh, I was hoping for more. I'm gonna have to play a little more. See, uh, the achievements look like they're just grindy, it doesn't look like it's super bad, but I don't know, we'll see. Uh, also available today, that's not a game loft game, uh, Opus Magnum for PC train sim world three for console and PC on the 13th. We're getting ashes of the singularity escalation for PC and we're getting DC league of super pets. You've mentioned yes. ace. Yes. For oh my God. For so cloud excited. for cloud console. Finally, and PC. <laughs> these, these are, these are coming out uh, faster from, um, I can't remember the, the, publisher uh, the now, play. OG, I, I love it. It's, yes. Um, um, Playground games or something like that. Yes, I, exactly. Playground. No, not playground. playground. <laughs> 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 not playground games. Um, it's it stuck in my brain, but that's it's not like right. OG uh, Playwright or, or
0: something. OG play, I, yeah. The Outright Games. Outright Games.
1: Outright Games. Thank you. Thank you. someone's there in was our the own OG. Work. Thank
0: you. That's why.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's Outright Games, they're uh, they're putting out all these uh, games much faster now that we had to wait for before. Like the Paw Patrol games, and hopefully we're getting My Little Pony Maritime Bay Adventure. I'm really looking forward to that. Saw that Achievement uh, Fest and, uh, PJ Masks. Oof. Oh yeah, um, I'm just I'm excited that we're getting these faster. Um, so, uh, September 14th, you suck at parking for Cloud Console and PC. That looks like a lot of fun. Um, I think Wait. it was Mario that likened that. Was it Mario? Mm, no, I think Mario wanted to play it. Someone likened it to Supermarket Shriek. Might have been Wacka Pale, and it looks it they nailed it. It is exactly um kind of the spiritual successor to that. I'm really looking forward to it. Correction: it was Mentalite 5, and I'm a dummy. September 15th, we've got Despots Game, Console, and PC. And we have Metal Helstinger PC and Xbox Series XS, which Fufu says he wants to play. Let's see if it happens. Um, Then we have a game called Victoria 3 out for PC sometime in October. Which I believe is a a
0: paradox strategy, right?
1: Yeah, it looks like it's up your Mm -hmm. alley. Uh, Devin, I think you'd you'd really like Victoria 3 based on what I've seen. Um, L, you want to do the leavings? Sure.
2: I remember uh, one of the other panelists said that uh, this is worse than the August 31st the games <laughs> leaving. I don't know who that might have been, but uh, this one's not too bad for me because I didn't start any of these. But after getting burned by mist last week, Just uh, missed it. I'm not going to start any of these, I don't think. Yeah. Leaving September 15th, A Plague Tale Innocence, which is supposed to be it is. good. Uh, Final Fantasy XIII, lightning did not strike on that one. The Artful Escape, um, I think that one's doable. Aragami 2, Lost Words Beyond the Page, I see a lot of people doing that one. I think that one's not too long. Uh, Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling, which is another Mario homage, but that one is uh, Paper Mario. Uh, Craftopia. Uh Flynn, Son of Crimson is the other one people are playing. That's, I think that's the other show. I shoes. would
0: I would recommend I liked Flynn, Son of Crimson a lot. Has an assist mode. Very, very good. Not a veiner, but still pretty good. Was a veiner. It was D-Veined. It was D-Veined. It was
2: D-Veined <laughs> at some
0: point. Uh, I am fish. I don't really know Anything about that? Uh, it is a It's, a tough, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a tough red. It's like an <laughs> I am bread kind Ugh. of uh co but longer style game.
1: Because <laughs> you're, yeah, you're like in a gerbil bowl, but you're a fish. So you're like in a fish bowl and you have this momentum and you have to kind of, it's a little, it's a little, and difficult. you
0: can shatter your fish bowl.
1: Oh yeah. But the, I like it for some reason. I, I really like it. So
0: uh skateboard,
2: which uh, makes uh, Tony Hawk uh, HD on the Xbox live arcade look good. And mighty goose. The goose is loose. Not to be confused with that. Not to be confused with the other goose game. But it doesn't have a title, so I can't tell you what it is. Ha. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, some birdies noticed that Slime Rancher was added sneakily. Uh, but Slime Rancher 2 is supposed to uh, land on Game Pass
0: on the 22nd. So people think that's why that one's going away. Though Some of you might have Slime Rancher when it was Games of Gold and... August 2017. So. I mean, I have it from that. I do too. But, you know, that was over five years ago. Uh,
2: Sounds
0: like a. But, yeah. Uh, moving right along, onwards and upwards. Uh, and I have a quick blurb here about shiny September. So, uh. We've been doing a lot of backlog stuff, where you have to uh, go back to games that you might have abandoned or uh, you know, started a long time ago, things like that. Yeah, no, not this one. Mm-mm. You get points for you get the maximum amount of points for gamer score for playing new games, and it's five percent less points for each year older than the current year that it is. So, games made in 2021 is worth 95 percent. so on and so forth. If you play a game in 2005, you're losing like all kinds of points that I'm sure you can do all the math. I'm not going to bother you with that. I have been told there is uh, fabulous prizes uh, for uh, doing that. You can sign up for that in the contest info uh, or uh, just ask someone in the AHL channel. They can point you in the right direction. Uh be happy to see you there. Play all those uh, Game Pass games. That'll be fun. Uh, Koosh, you want to take us to the Gamertag Challenge?
1: Yeah. Next up is the Gamertag Challenge. Uh, last month, our Gamertag was Sabin Rothschild. Uh, the wild card game that he chose was a new achievement or previous completion in a game by Obsidian Entertainment. It was worth one bonus draw, and the bonus was how much more black. Achievements with the word black or Isle equals one bonus draw per achievement. We had thirty-four participants. We had twenty-two gamer tags that were spelled, or they used a wild card to finish spelling. Uh, we had fifteen wild cards entered. Uh, we had twelve bonuses. Dubd23 had three. Northern Last had three. Retro Chief had two, and NBAA Kirkland also had two. Those were our notables. Uh, we had six hundred and eighty-five total draws. And when everything was said and done, with twenty-seven draws, a full gamer tag, and two bonuses for twenty-seven total draws, the winner is NBA Kirkland. Good job! Good job! Nice. This month tonight. Oh. uh, This month our gamer tag challenge is EMZ Fergie. Our M Fergie and. Her wild card game is any new achievement or previous completion in a game in the music genre. That's worth one bonus draw. That will also substitute any letter you can't get naturally or be an extra bonus point. And then your bonus is Animal. Animal. Uh, achievements with the name of an animal species in the title. I'm not going to do it right now. My a <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, that's worth one bonus draw per achievement. Uh, yeah, you can have real animals or fictional animals, but not like, uh, you know, Fido. Oh, yeah. You can't have or the name people of an animal. Yes, or people. People are animals, but not in this contest.
2: Yes. Ems really likes animals.
0: She's got like a pet leaf. And be sure to tell her happy Still. birthday next time you see her. She'll understand. Yeah, anytime you can tell D- her. That. Literally, anytime. I do. All right, and uh, looks like we got a patron drawing, right? Looks in the. Oh yeah, every month. Oh boy,
2: hopefully it's not saucy.
0: All right, do you want me to do spelled spill the beans? I I, yeah. could, I could pull it out of yeah. my hat in here. Oh 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 oh! Spill the poutine. Looking at it, it's Jablack. Black. Black has won the patron oh, drawing. Jables, congratulations, Jables. Uh, you just be sure to tell us what you do with that uh, in the next three months uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the mm. now it's uh, time to, to bring her on home with some brag camp
1: in completions Dark Lord Davis has reached a new milestone of 150 completed games Jay Black, I've heard that <gasps> name before with 350 completed games, Ice Fire TN with 400, Logic Slayer with 400, Rocker Dude with 500, uh, wait, no, this just in, Rocker Dude with 550 completed games, what? Vulgar Latin with 700, as is Northern Lass, Big L has 750 completed games, NBA Kirkland with 800, and MDP 73 with 900. In Streaks. We got the Rocker Dude is now telling us that the 550 is no longer uh, current. We'll hear about that next week, I'm guessing. In streaks, Luke's 17,000 is currently on a 250-day achievement win streak. Redemption Denied with 400 days. Alessia with 500. Dino Man 87 with 650. Eldritch SS with 750. Sincere Seeker 6 with 900. Elroy OMJ with 1,850 days. And celebrating our annual anniversaries... I'm Mike Zero with one year, and Northern Lass is on a two year achievement win streak.
0: In Gamerscore, Score, Carpe Adam has reached 350,000 Gamer Score. Sincere Seeker 6 has reached 400,000 Gamer Score. has reached 600,000 Gamer Score. Rockertude has reached uh, ah, Now, nah, never mind. That's outdated as I said it. Casual Exile has reached 850,000 Gamer Score, though. <laughs> Uh Rocker Dude has reached 900,000 gamer score as has Lego Head 1977 and at the time I've said this I'm sure Rocker Dude has passed 900,000 again. Northern Last has reached 1.1 1. 1 million gamer so, score. So <laughs> and I have reached 1.2 million gamer score playing Endless Mountains of Trash. Good job, I. Yeah, I love that dude.
2: In leaderboards. Alex R. Davies is in the top 10,000 of the Achievements 1 leaderboard of all the times. Ace is in the top 1,000 of Gamerscore Gamer Score leaderboard for Vainers. <laughs> fluttery Chicken is now in the top 500 of the 2 Achievement leaderboard for Survival. Uh, Jee Blach is second in Nova Scotia Gamer Score leaderboard for Education and Trivia. Logic Slayer is in the top 2,000 of the Gamer Score leaderboard. Uh, Northern Last is in the top 50 England Gamer Score Leaderboard for Idea and Xbox. Kronos is in the top 100 of the Completed Games Leaderboard for Card and Board. Thrash Forever is in the top 1 in the England Completed Games Leaderboard for Music. That is awesome. I wonder what kind of music he likes. You know what a better, you know what a better number than 1 is? You guessed it. Enigma Gamer 77 is position 69 in the Canada Gamer Score Leaderboard. Nice. Uh, we have this other dude called Rocker Dude. He's in the top 1,000 of the Gamerscore leaderboard, and in the top 200 of the TA leaderboard for platformers now. I really would like to know what the hell possessed him to do this. Uh, but I think he was shooting for the
0: weekly position on, on True Achievement. Well, it was p thing. It was their birthday bash. Which is still ongoing. Same reason I did all of this nonsense myself, but not as well. <laughs> well, he had eighty-nine thousand six hundred
2: and thirty of score in a week. Eighty-nine thousand. So give or take ninety easy completions. Uh, you want to guess his uh, TA score on that on that eighty-nine thousand? Oh, probably about ninety-five.
1: Mm. Point
2: 0.8. You guys are very close. 96.023. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is pretty impressive, Rocker Dude. I hope you win a you know, $5 gift card or whatever from P Tart's Little Bash. You would deserve it. In uh, some other brags, uh, Chin Docta hit 1.5 million gamer score. Now, for some reason I can't get him to join the friend feed, uh TA, the achievement hunting 101 TA. But he did tag me, and if you tag me, you're getting mentioned. 1.5 million gear score, good job. And the other person who tagged me was Triple Triad. Whereas Elroy would say triad. I don't know, he's crazy. He completed Lego Worlds, and with that completion, he's now back atop the TA Lego leaderboard. So that's awesome. Great job. I'm sorry they get to play those Lego games, but awesome job, nonetheless.
3: Yeah.
0: So, that is that. 215 in the books. Pretty! Yay! Uh, If you would like to Follow us on various social media platforms. They are available. Uh, There's a Patreon if you so desire. Uh, I'm going to plug my own stuff. If you'd like to help me help children, uh, November 5th, I'm going to be doing a 24-hour live stream, probably on this channel, to raise money for extra life. Uh, I will probably also be doing all kinds of various degrees of uncomfortable things if we reach certain donation incentives, so please do consider donating to that, and if you would like to listen to the movie podcast that I do with my brother, that's the to Rank podcast, and, uh, I would appreciate it if you listened, we just did Blade Runner and we're about to do Spider-Man, it should be a lot of fun! Oh yeah, and, uh, if we reach a thousand dollars, Umplebeast, for the Extra Life Umple Beast will try to get, uh all of the dovetail games, which is the train Sims and the fishing. Uh, He's going to try for that, that publisher completion. And uh, let's make this man go all in on trains and fishing. (laughs) (laughs) It it should be a heck of a time. Dream team, dream team, baby dream team.
2: Well, I want to tell everyone that isn't here that you're missing out on fun ducky races and potential prizes. And anybody whose name is not Saucy Slingo Patriot Suck has a chance to win. So make sure
0: that you watch the live streams the first Tuesday of every month. Well, yeah, so that should be it for that. Now we got got some duck racing. Some This is my favorite bit. Thanks for coming on, Volga. Yeah,
1: Yeah. thank you. Thanks for running the show.
0: We're, well, yeah, no, it must be a speed run, though. That's uh... a... <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're at like an hour 23.
0: Speed run. It's a level 215. It's an any
1: percent run. (laughs) Okay, we will stop here. And now we're going to do ducky races. This does not go on the podcast.
2: Thank you for joining us, everybody. And class dismissed.
1: Class dismissed.
3: Peace. Hello, once again, AH AH101. This is Neo21, and I am bringing you the August Year of the Vayner update starting off with the upcoming Vayner of the Month, as usual. For September, it is Escape from Tethys, which is a pretty straightforward pixel art Metroidvania, which has a 6-8 to hour completion and retails for $10, and it was most recently on sale for $5, August 9th. It can be done in one playthrough if you can beat it the first time in under... 90 minutes and then go back and get the rest of the achievements, but it's pretty tricky to do that. So, recommended is two playthroughs, do a 100% playthrough and then do a speed run on your second playthrough and it's only 90 minutes and it's not very difficult. I did it on the first try. So, that is the Vayner of the Month for September. And one last thing to mention is it's easy to do it blind as there are no missable achievements. As for August, the Vayner of the Month was Axiom Verge. Which we only had two completions. Those being Casual Exile, who continues to maintain a 100% Vayner of the Month completion. And Jehuns also completed Axiom Verge in August. I made a run for it. I did get my 100% complete, uh, my 100% run done. But I did not go back and get the speed run and no death run. And there's a couple other achievements that I still have to go back and get. So, didn't make it. The most completed game for August was the Windows version of Monster Sanctuary with three completions. And in total, there were 22 completions. We had a couple games added to the Metroidvania leaderboard on TA. We have Moon Scars, which launches in the Game Pass on day one on September 27th. We have Cat Maze, which launches on the 9th. This game has been out for a few years on Steam, so you can go and check out what it looks like on YouTube. It is a -a Radalika Metroidvania, but the channel Metroidvania review recently did a tier list, which I put a link into the chat a couple days ago if you want to check out that uh, playlist. There's about six videos in it. Each one's between an hour and a half, two hours. And the this game, Cat Maze, he put in his A tier. So, despite being a Rattalaika, it might actually be pretty decent. Another game that was added onto the leaderboard that just was released in August was... Uh, it's, it's spelled Islets, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Islets. It, this was from the developer of Sheepo. And it released on August 24th for 20 bucks, And it is an 8-10 to 10 hour completion. And the second completion on TA was from I Make Poop 24-7. And the third completion was from J-Huns. Jay J-Huns Jay also had the most completions in August with four. And a real special shout-out to J-Huns. He hit number one on all of TA for max possible completion percentage in Metroidvania games. With a completion percentage now of 69.811%. Next for the stats... The most TA in the month earned was from Jay Hunts with eight thousand three hundred ninety-four. Second place was Casual Exile with seven thousand six hundred ninety-one, and third place was I Make Poop with three thousand five hundred seventy-six. For gamer score earned in August, first place was Jay Hunts with three thousand eight hundred ninety-five. Second place Casual Exile with two thousand one hundred ten, and third place I Make Poop with two thousand and sixty. And lastly is achievements earned. First place is Jay Huns with 179. Killing it, man. Awesome. Second place was I Make Poop with 65. Third place was Casual Exile with 62. And because it's so close, I want to throw in fourth place was Yinga garden with 61 achievements. Lastly, if you are listening to this the week it airs, there are a number of uh, Vayners on sale this week in the store. We have Always Awakening on sale for $3.00. Guacamole Super Turbo Championship Edition is on sale for $3. Acano Class is on sale for $8. SteamWorld Dig is on sale for $2. SteamWorld Dig 2 is on sale for $7. And Sundered is on sale for $5. So that is the wrap-up for August. And I will talk to you guys in, uh, with September at the beginning of October. Later. You fell into a snake's nest, Coach. I told you
0: not to cross my
4: way. <coughs> Hello, I'm Makbale. Still going for TrueAchievement.com's target challenges. This September, the targets are for DLC completions, fighting game achievements, and co op achievements. To get the DLC completions and fighting game achievements done quickly, I decided to start Cruise Brothers, one of the infamous 5000 game score games. Cruz Brothers is an over-the-top boxing slash street fighting game based on the real story of the boxing trainer Marcus Lutz and his boxers Felipe and Igor Cruz. The story is told using comic panels and bad voice acting between fights. I tried watching the cutscenes at first, but once I accidentally skipped one of them, I decided to skip most of them, still getting the gist of the ridiculous story based on real events and people. Not following boxing or knowing much about Brazilian celebrities, I had no idea who these guys were but I doubt anyone brought revolvers to a boxing ring surrounded by spectators or set the place on fire while punching gallons of blood out of their opponent. The developers made a valiant effort but their ambition far exceeded their execution. The hand-drawn art is not terrible, but like the rest of the game, rather yankee with some rather strange physics and animation going on during the fights. The sound is a special level of bad with terrible audio mix to go along with questionable voice acting. At release, Cruise Brothers was $25, which is way too much for a game of this low quality and was quickly lowered to a standard price of 10 but I would not recommend it at more than 5. I'm not sure it's worth the $1 it cost last time it was on sale for anyone but achievement hunters. Cruz Brothers has 54 achievements worth 5000 game score and 6200 TA, most of them obtainable in a few hours, with the completion hovering around 5 hours. The controls are terrible and pulling off moves requiring multiple inputs is more down to luck than skill. Fortunately, you only have to use the B button to win most fights at the default difficulty in the story mode. And you are practically invincible while just spamming B using the hidden character Caveiro who you play as by pressing X instead of A when highlighting the character Faust on the character select screen You literally complete most of the achievements by mashing B then navigating menus to start the next fight No skill involved whatsoever and this is at the default difficulty which I've been told can be lowered. To make it just a bit more annoying some content is level gated. You level up by completing fights but you can't rush through the story mode without a few extra fights in order to unlock the end game story fights. The non-Mash B achievements can be unlocked in a matter of minutes once you've leveled up enough by choosing certain characters and pulling off their special moves. Which is easy, but due to the poor controls, might take a few attempts. Cruise Brothers is a bad game, but... Very easy game score and the ratio is even above 1.2 mainly because it is such a slog. Make sure you have a second screen, a book or anything else to keep you occupied while you mash B. You won't even have to look at the screen during fights just while choosing new fights, as the user interface is rather terrible and does not automatically advance to the next fight in the story or while playing championship matches, preventing you from automating the game or turning off the screen while simply mashing B to complete it. Cruise Brothers is one of the worst games I've played in 2022 and sadly the worst Brazilian game I've played far surpassed by the likes of Skate Master Checco, Checo in the castle of Lucio and Wythe Quest. It might be an easy 5000 game score, but it is very very dull. I did not expect much out of Cruise Brothers, but it ended up way below my expectations. Have a nice day everyone! <coughs>